The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. And Dave. Dave Garofalo is joining us again for our New Year's episode. Thank you for coming on. Dave was our guest two years ago for our 2020 New Year's episode, and it was Scott's first cigar ever. And my, how far he's come. Dave. Here we go. He's like a pro now. Completely addicted. Happy New Year. We've unleashed a monster. Happy New Year, you guys. We are not even faking it. We're actually in studio. It is the new year. It's 2022. And our quirky tip of the day, I'm going to give Scott the pig. Okay, glasses off. Pig up. He's all all done with the glasses onto the cigars. Our quirky tip of the day is be conscientious of your circle. I had this awesome quote to go along with it, and I don't know where it is. I was trying to download Facebook on my phone to get it, but whatever. Whoever you're hanging out with is more who you're going to become, right? So who you're hanging out with, who you're listening to, who you're surrounding yourself with, whose energy is coming into your space, be conscious of it in 2022 because it matters. We had Dave on because Dave's in our circle. He makes our lives better. Dave that, is our thank friend. You, thank you so much for that. <laughs> and it is so true that they say uh, you are who you hang around with. I remember even as a young kid, my parents caring about who I hung around with yeah. because it shows it's true. of who you are. They even say that if you talk about the people that you're around and you divide the weight uh-huh. by it, you'll become their weight. So I hope oh. I hope it doesn't I hope it doesn't hurt you for the year coming. But maybe it'll help me. But um, you are, I didn't know about this median weight thing with the circle. This is a whole other thing about the circle. And when I turned fifty years old, it was eleven years ago. Uh, I made a promise to myself. And I said, the gift I'm going to give myself is from this day forward, I'm surrounding myself with people I want to surround myself with, period. That's it. And in business, it's tough to end up doing, but I have other people that can deal with the people that I don't want to deal with. I want to surround myself with good people the rest of my life. I figure I'm over the hump. Whatever it is, I'm going to be less years I have left, and obviously, yeah. than I have, and surround myself with better people. The, the circle has got smaller, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As is I ours, felt the same way. I haven't seen my family since. We saw them for the holidays. Don't start. All right. So, sweetie, I want you to talk about your cigar journey here because you are like. Well, I tell you. A little, gar- um, a mini Garofalo. This is one of the best things I ever did in my life. <laughs> he and, means it. Uh, it's interesting. It's uh, when I first had that first cigar, it was. It was okay. I mean, I wanted to uh, take part because we're here at Dave's uh, Cigar Studio, if you want to call it that. And it's an acquired taste, I would say. You know, it was okay. It wasn't wasn't terrible, but I didn't say, oh, I'm going to go buy a case of cigars right out of the gate. I gave you a case. You did. (laughs) And I tried to give it back to you. I remember saying, I don't think I'll need all these. He's like, oh, that's crazy. And uh, I said, in the beginning, I had, hang on. Oh, he's, he's tasting it. Got to do it the right way. There we go. Toast that marshmallow. All right, give me it. He even has his own official lighter right now. All right, so tell us now. Um, so out of that case of cigars that you gave me, I smoked about one a week. Maybe two. Maybe I had one at home and one here, depending on the weather. Yeah. And um, yeah, I started enjoying the fact that I was just sitting by myself, you know, that whole experience of having a cigar. <laughs> and I like to... Think I like reflecting. My, I like my alone time. Yeah. <laughs> 
And then I started experimenting and asking the, the crew downstairs, what do you recommend? And having them give me different cigars to try. And uh, the nice thing is everyone is so experienced that I was able to be introduced to the best. Yes. The best quality that I could afford. Yeah. And it's, you know, there are some cigars that are ridiculously expensive that I'm not interested in trying because I don't have the palate to discern between a $80 cigar and a 20 and a 10 for that matter. Sure. But I have found that a $10 cigar, um, it's cool, more or right? less, is great. Absolutely. is great. And uh, there's a lot of different ones to choose from. And there's now I find I'm more likely to find one I don't like and tend to like most. You know what I mean? I'll try all these different ones, and they're all pretty good, and then I'll get one once in a while that I just I don't care for that ah. cigar. But it's interesting. It's not In the beginning, it was trying to find one that I liked, and then starting to, after doing it for, you know, smoking probably 30, 40 cigars, starting to really appreciate the, the differences. Does the dogs like the smell of your cigars? Uh, well, they, they like to sit with me. They yeah. like the quiet time. Yeah, they yeah. like the alone time, too. Yeah, no, I don't see that. Dog walkers? I don't see any Grab a cigar and take a walk? Uh, I've done that on occasion, yeah. but that's a little too much exercise for me. <laughs> yeah. I like to be sitting in a chair and just looking Feet at the up. birds and sitting with my dog. The word dog that I hear in the cigar shop is customers coming in and saying they're looking for dog walker cigars. Meaning yeah, I've heard that. they want to take... The dog yeah. for a walk and a little cigar for the amount of time, and it's usually a smaller cigar. I'm going to take my dog for a walk and have a cigar while I walk the dog. And and to me, for me, that's even too rushed. That means I got to smoke this cigar within this uh, time. I'm going to yeah. go out for a walk and do this thing. <laughs> I want to just really re- talking to you about his relax <laughs> and enjoy the cigar. You know. Well, and I'm noticing too now that we're getting the cooler weather here in New England. It was. 12 degrees yesterday when we woke yeah. up. Scott's bitching. Like, he's like, when are we going to get a nice day? He told me the other day. He goes, when we buy our house in Maine, I think I'm going to have a cigar room. <laughs> and you know what she but says? It does change. Well, we could have a three-season porch. Maybe you could be in there. <laughs> I thought he like, would like that's nature. Not a, that's not a cigar no, room. No, the reason I said that's, that that's is... pushing me out into I the wanna, garage. I want to explain this. Expound upon this. The reason I said that is because one thing I like about you and cigars is... One, he'll often be training a dog, right? So he'll bring a pet dog out. It'll be on a bed for a few hours. One of our dogs, he's always like doing something productive with either our dogs or our, you know, client dogs. But also a lot of times he draws. A lot of times it's not a phone time. Like he's out there in nature doing something, you know, he might be working on his plants or something. So it's almost more mindful to me when he's with a cigar than just sitting in a chair. And I I think it's nice. I think it's a win-win all around. Yeah, you know, it's interesting though. The cigar in and of itself is has to be the focus of the time that you sit and have a cigar because it requires that you draw on this cigar yeah, that's two true. or three times a minute or yeah. it's going to go out. Yeah. So when I get busy doing a little art project, doing drawing, all of a sudden, oh, the cigar's out again. i got to freaking yeah. light the cigar. Gotta <laughs> you keep have lighting. to pay attention to first, it. First world problems, you know. No, they... but it's, it, it, that's why I say it's, uh, it is kind of in and of itself a meditative, present thing where you hang out with your cigar. You can't smoke it too fast. It gets hot. It tastes bad. Yeah, you need to just relax and. Well, enjoy I appreciate it. your letting him enjoy cigars. Oh, I want him to enjoy whatever he wants. So you know what a SWOT analysis is for a business? No, but let's talk it up. It is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. So a business puts together the SWOT analysis, and you put a list, and you got to be honest with yourself. What's the strengths of your business? People can do it on a personal level too. The opportunities and the threats. So what is a threat? Believe it or not, when it comes to the cigar industry, and I put down the government as a threat, but spouses are a threat. I'm sure. 
and they will ruin a sale. They will ruin somebody because, listen, to cigars, oh, it's tobacco, it's bad for you, yeah. all the misconceptions that happen, the premium cigars that happen that aren't true. Uh, but whatever they believe, they believe, and they, and they love their spouse or whatever, but the, the threat is the spouse of saying, I don't want you to... Oh. oh, Lord. Dave does this every week. He's the professional. Look, yeah. he's throwing cigars around. That, that's me with the my... The threat of the spouse really gets him going. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's me with my passion and, and, and my Italian heritage talking with my hands. But it's, um, you know, the push away of, um, I don't want you doing this. Yeah. But he likes doing it. But I don't want you doing it. Okay? And then the guy gives up smoking because my wife doesn't like me smoking. I just didn't want him doing it in the house. I told him he right. could go to the barn. You could go smoke with the cat. We got a lot of plans for our future. But one thing for Scott also, like we're pretty into wellness. That's pretty obvious yep. on our podcast. And we're pretty into alternate stuff. And we were watching some documentary about the Amazon stuff the other day. What was it about? The ayahuasca or whatever? Uh, yeah, just yeah. medicine men and, just and like the use all of these tobacco people down there. throughout yes. yeah, all indigenous but people. But that was so interesting to us because, you know, Scott, clearly Scott doesn't drink. It's ironic today. We have this beautiful bottle of champagne. Is That's this, for you. Thank you. It's yeah. a gift from me. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. I'm going to chill it and I'll drink this happily. But, you know, Scott hasn't drank for a very long time. He's still growing weed. He's not even smoking weed. So there's been this, like, kind of in-between about, like, oh, like, am I, is the cigar an addictive quality or anything else? But it's <clears> almost, <throat> I would feel, like, more ceremonious or something. I mean, you said it's the best thing that ever happened to you. So why do you well, say that? Well, I think that? It's, it can be habitual, for sure. Yeah. And I do miss having a cigar during these cold weather times yeah. where I'm not going to smoke that, a cigar yeah. in the house and... Uh, now, like, if it's 40 degrees, I'm going to go outside and sit, sit, sit and have <laughs> that, a cigar. That'll That's be fine. a 40s enough. 40s plenty okay. for me. When it's, That's when a it, good question for my podcast. When Apple people. Yeah, what what's is, the number? What yeah. is the number? That's what, yeah. If what's it's, the temperature? What's the wind? Yes. <laughs> And, and have the, the weatherman once a week or something come up and say, Tuesday is going to be 41. Tuesday's Here we go. Sail on Monday. I'm looking. Is it going to be rainy in 40 or is it just dry? Right. But no, I haven't had a cigar in two or three weeks. Yeah, here. it's true. And um, that's, you know, it's not an addictive thing. I'm not, like that's you right. talked about earlier, uh, we talked about people not rushing outside of a restaurant to suck down half a cigar and then going back in for dessert. Yeah. Like so a cigarette. Never happens. We are addicted yeah. to that, to that and, um, and as nicotine. And as crazy as this is going to sound, you live a little longer if you smoke a cigar, like a glass of wine that people will say you live a little longer. Proven studies have happened. No, you can't have a bottle of wine, but having a glass of wine, things end up happening. The relaxation thing that ends up happening, having a dog, you live a little, you know this fact, yeah. right? Yeah. If you have a pet, you live a little longer than you would if you didn't have a pet. And what is that? It's something that happens through your body at that point. It's yeah, something to live for. Yeah. In a sense. And yeah. I think also all of these things, it makes you have to be more present, right? Like you're not taking a glass of wine, ideally, especially if it's a nice bottle and drinking it like a shot. Right. The cigar, you have to, like Scott said, you have to be mindful of it. You have to even take a puff on it. And the same thing with our pets. I think this is where we're falling and failing a little bit a lot as owners is that we're not actually as present with our animals and that's rubbing off on them. And this ADHD that maybe we may have as a society is actually being like pushed onto them because of the way we're dealing with them. But you do have to be present at least at some point of the day when you have a pet. Like, did the dog go out? Like, did the dog, you know, get to get good nap? Is the dog safe around this person? So I think being present probably keeps people alive just in and of itself. I wonder if there's ever been a study of people that live in the city and they work and the dog is by himself all day long as opposed to somebody in the country and you're with the dog and or people that work at home, which is happening more and more nowadays, yeah. uh, that the dog is being more well-adjusted because he's around people instead of being 
being left alone all the well, time. Well, and it also depends. Like a lot of times this stay-at-home situation was interesting because the owners being home isn't necessarily more stress-relieving to dogs. Ah. It could be stress-inducing, you know. And when you talk about these city dogs, there's some dogs and there's nothing wrong with this if this is a good setup for you and the dogs could be perfectly happy and everything else. But you can just have like a pad of AstroTurf upstairs in a room and they're not, they don't even need to go outside, you know, because you're in a high-rise in Boston. It's freezing cold yeah. out. You have a four-pound dog. Ah. You just It's just kind of all one-stop shop kind of thing. So just knowing what works for you. Like Scott says, the cigar works for him. Your clients know what works for them. Maybe if they have spousal threat, they want to just take a quick cigar when they walk the dog. It's a good excuse to have a cigar. But as far as we go and our marriage goes, we're into whatever works for the other person, you know, within measure that it's healthy and everything else and that we're growing and we're trying to be the best we can be. And if cigars make Scott the best he can be, then let's do it up. There we go. Amen. I you're, enjoy you're a lucky man. I enjoy it. And, uh, you're a lucky man because you know, the majority is is the pushback. Yeah, of, and you like that, but I don't like you liking it. My personality is such that if if someone I'm involved with doesn't like it, then that's going to go up ten times. It's going to be like <laughs> I'm going to blow this person right out of the water. Yeah. I'm going to be smoking twenty four hours a day. Right, right, and, and, <laughs> you know, and, and, and uh, it gets worse and Jess worse. Lets and then me do what I want. I let her do what she wants. Not that I have any control of it, but I think <laughs> I'm letting her do what she wants. But the reality is, uh, sometimes I am resigned to. Her, seeing her do what she wants, and most of the times, uh, if it makes her happy, I'm thrilled with it. Yeah, he's Beautiful. dealing with that, that strong woman nonsense. All right, we're going to go to break super quick, and when we get back, we're going to get a little more serious about commitment and podcasting and business and cigars and dogs, damn it. <laughs> happy New Year. <laughs> Does your dog lack self-control? Are you looking for some answers? Would you like your dog to be calmer? Does your dog lack confidence? Canine MindShift. Enroll in a free course today. Simply go to caninemindshift.com. That's caninemindshift.com. Welcome back. I was trying to find this email from a while ago. It's funny. Um, Scott got a cigar gift certificate last year for Christmas, and I was trying to locate it. And the only cigar stuff that popped up was an email that we had exchanged over a decade ago, and I said something like, I'm going to finish this cigar before I go to bed. And he goes, well, I love you a lot, but maybe I can get over that cigar thing. He goes, that's ah. the, the only holdup. So we, we shared that love early on. And <laughs> the other thing that's nice for Scott is like, you know, we had a family party this year. His son can bring over a pack of cigars. Like it's becoming a social nice. thing. that Because Scott doesn't care that he doesn't drink, but of course drinking and all of that is a social thing. So there's a lot of pluses to this cigar situation. And I want to give a shout out to Dave for wearing his Quirky Dog sweatshirt. Thanks go. for the support. Let's show your grandson, too. Tell this us a little it. bit about your, your year with him. This is James, Woo! and uh, he's eight months old now, and uh, we had a rough start with him, but uh, he's holding on good, and uh, we watched the Quirky Dog podcast He's got a little on mini YouTube. shirt on. He's he got does. a little mini shirt on. He's so cute. He looks like he's doing more than holding on. He looks like he's thriving. <laughs> he's doing he great. He looks great. He's yeah. doing great, and uh, I don't know if he knows what's going on in the Quirky Dog, but he likes the colors. <laughs> <laughs> he likes Uncle he, Scott. <laughs> yeah. You know how they say uh, cigars make you live longer. Grandchildren make you live longer. Yeah, yeah. They keep, keep different you world. Yeah. Yeah. Different keep world. That, that's funny because two years ago we were talking about maybe getting a dog, and instead you guys got yourselves a grandkid. I know. <laughs> the dog was, we were talking about it, and then we got the surprise from, we're smoking La Gianna, from Gianna, uh, who I named this after when she was born, said, guess what happened during COVID? <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> so, uh, okay. And we have little James. And, and look at how cute and yeah. adorable he is. You yeah. know, I just wanted to say real quick about this cigar stuff is that, um, 
you know, we came here because of the podcast studio. You introduced us to the cigars and, uh, you know, I didn't want to be rude and say, well, I don't want your friggin' cigars. I'm in your, in your place. But then I came to find out as time went by that you're a legend in the cigar industry. A legend in my own mind. <laughs> no, 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 no. You do some searches and you pop up all over yeah, different, yeah. all kinds of different stuff. Your podcast is the biggest cigar podcast in the world, when, I think. I, everything right? I do, I get into all. all I'm all in. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, how the, many cigars? I want to be the biggest. And you're best. talking about this cigar, and it's very rare that someone would, uh, that a retailer would create their own cigar. Yeah, and I think you have what five or six cigars looking. At these different cigars, you have the, you know, the Abuelo was the last yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But there's the Garofalo and uh, is uh, Dos Hombres is your yes, brand? yep. So you've come up He's with quite a few cigars well over, the, over the years. That was a, the lady from the bank. I would, I would go into the bank and the lady would say, Dos Hombres. And I don't know what she said. She was a <laughs> Spanish woman. And then maybe the fifth or sixth time I went in, she said, I go, what is that that you say? Each time I come in and she says, oh, Dos Hombres, two guys. That's what it means. I said, that's a good name for a cigar brand. <laughs> and I made the cigar brand. And I'm still friends with her. And uh, yeah. that was 20 years ago, 30 years ago, maybe. And uh, But you've invested a lot, uh, you know, obviously a huge amount of time, but a lot of finances into this business. And, and you have three locations now, all in New Hampshire. Yes. yes. You started in Mass, right? Started in uh, Somerville, Massachusetts, Everett in East Boston. Taxation pushed the out of there. Yep. And now we're in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. Exit one off every major highway leading out of Boston, hang, hanging on to our Massachusetts roots. And your internet business is not bad either. Everything's going good. Knock and on wood. Speaking of that, yeah, I actually included in the show notes a link to the online store because Dave sells a lot of quality cigars because that's part of the journey for Scott that's been so nice is, like you said, he can pick all these different like varieties of different price points and everything else, but they're quality premium cigars that he's smoking. So that's helped the journey along too. Yeah, I would sure. say if you go into one of the two guys' locations and you, you'd like to try it out, just it can be overwhelming because there's hundreds of different types of cigars, you know, and I would just go right up to whoever's Ask. there and say, hey, I haven't, uh, I'm new. What do you recommend? And they'll give you a nice mild cigar, something to break you in a little bit. And as it as it comes, ask the professionals, right? Of course. So yeah. you got a problem with your dog? You ask yeah. professionals that, that end up knowing the same in the cigar store, and we love to end up giving you the answer, and it, as opposed to have you do the wrong thing. Yeah. Right. Pick the wrong thing and have, have a bad, bad experience. experience. Yeah. Right. And then you well, don't and, and that's a good point that you bring up because I've been bitching a lot about all these places that do the online booking, right? Like, oh, like oh, hair places, yoga places, dog, everything, dog like boarding, do, do, yeah, dog, yeah, dog classes a lot of people are doing this places even that personal connection of like you have a question and i'm not saying don't go to the internet but really that's all we do right like we have a question oh i have a question about this oh i have a question about this cigar i have a question about this how much more of like a personal interaction is it to actually like get a dog trainer on a phone or meet in person with someone or having these like connections with humans versus like oh, let's see what Google or Chrome or Safari says. Yeah. Half the work I get is because I, I answer the phone and they're like, oh my God. <laughs> someone, I, to someone, talk to. someone actually answered the phone. It, it is so different than Google. And, and back to my uh, my grandson, my daughter's looking all kinds of things up that the, the baby had uh, issues early on when he was born. And she went back and she came to the doctor and started explaining what she had, had done. And he says, please uh, do not... Um, confuse your Google search with my 16 it's years. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Medical degree. Yeah. And, and she was taping this, so I ended up hearing yeah. him actually saying that. And he didn't say it out of frustration, but you know that this has happened to him a hundred times yeah. of 
Google search ended up saying this, therefore this is it. There's some crazy people writing out there, so be careful. Well, it's true, and anybody can post on the internet. And the difference between that and when you guys had your kids, like, yeah, the internet was there, but it wasn't like this resource that everyone went to multiple times a day for every answer. Like, you'd pop open an encyclopedia or some other, or you'd just wait to your doctor's appointment and get a professional's opinion. So be conscious of where you're getting your information. And Scott's totally right. If you're new to cigars, even if you don't live near a two-guys shop, when you walk in, like... Talk to the people. Ask them. Like, they know. They're passionate about these also. That's why they work at these freaking stores. But I would say find a cigar shop because yes. there's a lot of smoke shops. That's and true. A lot, they sell yeah, everything. Yeah, don't just buy yeah, cigars then, at the gas station. they don't station. even have a humidor. Yeah. They just got like eight <laughs> no. cigars behind the counter. They're all stale and dried up. Yeah. Those, and, then the, and the experience is bad if they end up doing that. That's not the place to start. Yeah. So if somebody calls you on the phone and says, I have a problem with my dog, this, 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 what should I do? And then it gets down to, you know what, bring the dog and let's see the dog. Is the answer different when you see the dog? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's d- so totally, it's not it's what they said. Yeah. Quite often it's they a totally different they dog. Don't, they don't know what, they, they don't they know don't what know. they're looking at necessarily. So you don't know what you don't know. No, right. and we prefer not to know. Like, it's funny. When we re-upped the in-person business, because we're pretty open about this, we were not going to do the in-person business. We we're just going to go online. COVID hit. We're back to doing everything we can, and we're up and running and better than ever. But when we went back to that business in Maine, Scott was saying to me, he's like, I don't even want to hear the backstory because he, he'd hear like 20 minutes from somebody and he'd show up and this little five pound dog and he's like, my God, it's like ripped five people's fingers off. Like, what are we talking about? Because sometimes what the person thinks their dog is like isn't actually how uh, a professional will read the dog. Yeah. And the other thing, and this, my husband's brilliant with a lot of things, but that, mostly. I'll attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> but really, as far as sales and the reason he's been able to be so successful in various different industries and in sales is he's very good at reading people. So his social intelligence is really key there because no matter what the dog is like, if the person is not ready to make some legitimate Uh, changes themselves, they're not even our client. You know what I mean? So he has to not only read the dog, the level of what's going on there, but he has to read the owner and then their relationship together because we're very selective. Like not everyone is our client. We have a very specific avatar of who we want to pay us and who we want a long-term relationship with. Because our clients, they're like family. You know, they're texting us Christmas morning. Like, it's that's a thing. It may sound like, you know, being exclusive. But what it is, is we want people to be happy. And we want that And we want to be able to help. We know what we can do. And and we know what we can't do. Every once in a while, someone will slide through the cracks that uh, has a problem with follow through on the other end after I've discussed this at length on the front end. And there's been little signposts where I say, oh, you know, when they said this, I should have that. I should have should have backed that off. Different. Yeah, yeah. Because the last thing I want to do is just get the sale. Yes, it's not like Correct. that at all. Yes. It's not like that at all. I want these people to be happy. I want to provide a good service. And when they decide to get involved with me, I don't want them to feel a need to do any more searching. The searching is over. Yeah. Now we're working together. It's you just need, like you need to fire a customer every once in a while. Yeah, and if someone, but we in, normally don't even hire them. Yeah, want, there we go. You don't want people coming into this store saying, "Well, I got these cigars down the street, and that, why can't you do this? Just go down the street." If that's I've, what I've you said want to it many times, and maybe yeah. you're not right for us. Yeah, yeah. no, it's true. It's yeah. true. And not, and, but or, it seems egotistical, and but it's not. I want you to be very happy, and if going down, buying the dried-out cigar at the convenience store is the answer, do it's it. It's the same yeah. thing as the quirky tip, right? It's about the circle. If your circle of where you want to purchase cigars or where you want to do business... It, it's outside of the circle, then go back to your circle. Like there's a reason we seek out what we like as humans, right? Like we're finding these different paths and we're going to what works for us and our individuals and our families. So stick with what works. Don't get outside of your circle. Don't go crazy. 
Getting a little buzzed. I never smoke a full <laughs> cigar. <laughs> so this is the Lagiana. Is this the same one we had two years ago? Yes. I think it's that good. is the same so one you, is, not the same one. Yeah, that, you yeah, have the right. darker one. He yeah. has the Jonathan taste now. So this is a really light one, and I do equate it kind of like a Macanudo. It kind of has that sweet taste. Yep. I like that. Yep. Yeah. Little, there is actually a little sweet there. Yeah, I like yeah. it. Yep. I like it. And Scott's like a connoisseur now, you guys. I mean, Dave knows more about cigars than anyone probably in North America, but really, Scott is like doing research. He's looking at all uh, these YouTube videos. I'm not a... I'm, I'm he's far becoming, from a connoisseur, but I'm interested one. in how these things are created. Yeah. Just like when I get involved in growing the weed. Yeah. How are they growing the best weed? They're starting with the best genetics and then the soil and the climate and all these different things. I would love to take you on a trip with me. Yeah, I'd like oh to go boy, see here we go. a third Chrissy, world country. Chrissy, you got to step in when they're in the Dominican. you got to come and podcast and they, with they, me. You'll be amazed it. because <laughs> it's, it's, by the time they make a cigar, it's, it's 300 hands have touched oh, this. And, this. and it's a three, four year process. And it's not even this. one plant. Right. And they're taking uh, yeah. the bottom leaves off of one. They're taking the, the, the outside wrapping. Is from another country. I mean, everything's <laughs> is. going together. It's very, it's very fascinating to him. And maybe you're not a connoisseur, but I don't know how many women are waking up to their husbands listening to YouTube videos about how to roll a cigar. So we're at least at that point, at this point. And you were even on the Cigar Authority. What was that called? Tra- train your cigar like customers a dog. like a dog. Like yeah. a dog. That, yeah. He was <laughs> made an appearance on that podcast. He's doing the whole thing. I want to talk- I would say that uh, socially speaking, the quality of people that smoke cigars are on another level, too. Yes, yes. And I'm not trying to say if you're not a cigar smoker, you're a crackhead. But <laughs> yeah. what I'm trying to say is that the people that... Appreciate the finer things in life, right? Yeah, I think That's so. It. I think so. And I, you know, I had an aversion to cigars because I was a cigarette smoker for 10 years. And I was a hardcore... I smoked a pack and a half a day. Yeah. I've never for had years, a cigarette. I started in the military. Yeah. And because and it was the only thing you could do. You know, but like, you know it's very different, right? You oh, it's, well, I was. Uh, I just wanted to stay away from tobacco altogether. Yeah, after because being involved, because I quit, and it was one of the hardest things I ever quit. And smoking a cigar has not made me think about a cigarette one time. They're totally different animals. All right, so you know? it's a breed, right? So this blend that this cigar makes up makes a breed, and you like certain ones more than others. I'm trying to equate this into the, into the dog world. Yeah. So would it be the same as you know you happen to like? Um, poodles as opposed to a german shepherd it is it is in that sense and i would even go farther to say that it's the genetics too if you like a certain genetic of poodle find that genetic because the thing is we're breeding so many dogs right now that like a poodle isn't necessarily a poodle they can be vastly different yeah Uh, a poodle in washington state is going to be different than your florida poodle like you know depending on the genetics they're breeding so and it's similar there like hone in on what you like scott likes a little bit bolder taste now if you like a little bit of a sharper genetic if you like a certain breed figure out what type of genetics that breed came from and then go back to that because working lines and show lines a lot of things are different with dogs and i think that it's amazing that these um cigar manufacturers are able to reproduce something that is remotely the same year after year because you have weather conditions you have all kinds of crap changing and they have to tweak it and people say i want that cigar, this doesn't taste like that cigar. What is this? And you know, they, they're looking for that same taste. So same, same the, wi- the wine industry has the decency to put on the bottle of wine the year 
of mm-hmm. the wine, where the cigar companies don't do that. And they learned that lesson a long time ago because somebody would say, no, I like the 1996 La Giana. Right. Well, you can't get the 1996 And then you yeah. can't sell the other ones. Yeah. But yeah. the job of the blender... Once he creates the cigar, it's not over. It happens every single year because he has to recreate it. Yeah. Right. So too much rain makes the tobacco weaker. So you got to go further up on the plant or you got to end up changing to a different plant to try to recreate it. And they're going back and forth to it and say, okay, I have it down as close as we can possibly have yeah. it. But some people will say, you know, I used to like Brand X and I don't like it anymore. My taste might have changed. The cigar has absolutely changed. It can never be exactly the same as right. it's gone. And sometimes the blender is great, and he and he makes it spot on. And sometimes, as years go on, it's become a different cigar. And the conditions, right? The blender, if he had crappier conditions to work with, of course, it might not be the same. And yeah. I think you have that appreciation almost just from growing the weed outdoors now. That this whole like farming lifestyle, like there's a deep appreciation for people to grow and things. It, <laughs> and that actually makes me shy away from the commercial aspects of mm-hmm. growing cannabis. That's because true. people now, these people that were con- connoisseur growers when it was illegal, mm-hmm. that were trying to make the best crop they could with the genetics they had for that season. And every year it was different. What do you got this year? Now, just like with these uh, brands, people are coming out with a cannabis brand and these growers are now enslaved to trying to reproduce exactly yes, that thing. it's not as Every creative. Every single time. Yeah. They're in creative. a greenhouse. They're trying to make... It's yeah. really More scientific. a different thing. Yeah. There's less feel, and it's just about production yeah. and maintaining certain things so over on, and over on the and over cigar again. end, what they do is come out with limited releases so they can still play like that. So limited release brands come out, they come out, and it's different every single year, and they can still play that way. But the, the money is to try to create the same yeah, thing you've that's what you've people done. want. They want. I want that with the cannabis. It's like I want that product in this level of THC, and this is the way it's going to smell, and this is what it's going to look like, and that's what's selling. And if it doesn't look that way, it's like, oh, it's not selling now. We need to keep it looking a certain way. And, t- and, and if a dog, a dog breed gets, you know, we years ago got a chocolate lab because it was all that. Everybody mm-hmm. was getting chocolate labs at the time, and they have to breed chocolate labs. And they yeah. should be able to retrieve a ball without a lot of training. That's <laughs> yeah. what a lab does. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? That's that's what people buy a lab for. Yeah. They want the kid to they throw should the ball. Be, they should be hungry, okay? If it's just sitting in the corner shaking, no, not true. your like, standard you chocolate know, now lab. Now we see more aggression in yeah. some of these purebreds. <laughs> no, it's never true. See it. It's happening. You never see the aggression. Because All of a sudden, the lab is biting and, people. And this wow. is actually an interesting topic because we're caring less almost about dog genetics than we are about the, these tobacco seed genetics and these marijuana seed genetics and everything. You know what I mean? Because there's less finesse. It's just like, Turned let's get a dog. Yeah, yeah. it's just well, a market. Uh, so many pe- times we've run into people that have a really nice dog and they're like, oh, I'm going to breed him to the neighbor. The neighbor has the same breed. We're going to do a breeding. I'm like, why would you want to do that? <laughs> oh, because we want a son. We think this dog deserves to you know, have a son and we're going to breed the, have the son of this dog. They have no idea what the other dog's temper- you know, genetics are like. And now they got six or eight puppies. They're trying to unload them at the grocery store. They got them in a cardboard yeah. box. You, know, you got to consider like how the cigar people do it. Go to the best. And the best, right. the best is not and in Maine. And <laughs> unlike cigars, you can leave a cigar in a box unsold for a few years without yeah, really any... that's not going to work well for a dog. Downside. And that's, that's something that Dogs is happening. And rapidly. Dave would understand this from a business perspective. These seminars, right? Like obviously business is a big thing in this country. So roofers, they all go to a seminar, we expand. Dentists, they go to a seminar, we all expand. Everyone's expanding at the same rate. You mean marketing seminars? Yeah, marketing seminars, all of these, you know, 
these industry seminars with dogs, we're still talking about like living things. So it's different. Like yeah. it's, it's only so much like, yeah, you monetize, but once you go up in size to a certain degree, like there is a cost benefit analysis there. And we're talking about a living, breathing thing. So some of these places that are just trying to like 10 exit, if you will, with dogs, you have to have a little more finesse because right. it's not just retail. It's not just numbers. We're talking about an actual thing that has its own like soul. So it's and a little bit different. As a breeder, you should be willing to take a dog back, a puppy yeah, back definitely. that has some type of genetic problem, a health problem. Then you, what are you doing to your Definitely. To your I just don't want it to don't fall and Dave's her? throwing it around. I'm just trying to be conscientious of it. All right. So anyway. I got a question for Dave because we're both business owners. We're all business owners. We're podcasters. What do you think is your one key that's kept you going on and on and on with all of these things throughout life to keep them going? Uh, consistency is so important. I, I know that uh, this, all these things are marathons. They're not short yeah. sprints of, of what it is. So everything I look to get into, I know that, you know, we, we're dealing with podcasters that come up and want to do a podcast here, and they say, you know, I want advertisers, I want this, I want to stop making money right away and all this stuff, and, you know, back to getting rid of a customer before he's yeah. even a customer is, you know what? That's not going to happen. It's not, not going to happen, happen overnight. And, we, and you know what? You should do it yourself. Don't come here because it's just not going to, you're going to be unhappy with us and we're going to be unhappy with you. It, it's not a match at all. You have to build an audience and then build a business. This is a business itself and it takes years to build a business. Um, I say three years to just break even and then you start, yep. you have something. So build an audience, get, get, um, you know, and some people come in actually with, I'm just going to get up there and talk. Well, you know, what is your expertise yeah. in here that somebody's What are you going to talk about? Right. <laughs> and uh, I'm just going to wing it. And we've heard the words come out. Chrissy's right over here hearing as, as I'm saying it. And, you know, as soon as I end up hearing that, I'm just going to wing it is like cringing mm -hmm. of, okay, that's not going to work. That's not my customer. And, yeah. uh, you know, something, wing it at home, you know, do it yourself. Yeah. And uh, when, when you're ready to... Come on back. Yeah, there are very few, people, yeah. very few people in the world that... Um, can wing it. Come out, talk about anything, and whatever they're talking about is just but entertaining Joe and funny. Joe Rogan, and, but, and, yeah. they, and they bring that name up. I'm just going to do a Joe Rogan. I, Joe Rogan's Joe Rogan. And he didn't, exactly. He never <laughs> winged it, right? He, <laughs> yeah. was a, he was the host of a right. series. He did all the MMA. What is it, right. MMA? Like, that's the thing. Yeah, when you're an influencer, you want to get on a podcast, that's fine. People are going to listen to you because you have a group of people who follow you. And that's it. It's that consistency. And it's the same thing. Scott and I joke about it. Like, we're over 100 episodes. Well, why? Because we are showing up every Wednesday. That's you it. show up. You have to show up. And it's similar with dogs, too. And, you know, people are like, oh, I don't have time to train. If you took your phone and you set it for 90 seconds and you worked on sit for 90 seconds a day, as long as you are making progress with that behavior, it's better than nothing. You just need to show up. And well, it probably would get great really yeah. quick if you did that every day. <laughs> it, it, just consistency in anything. You know what I mean? Sometimes the dog waits to go out the door. Other times it's a hard rule that the dog has to sit and or the dog can just fly through. Like you need consistency when you're doing all of these things. And I will say another thing, um, uh, getting back to that SWAT yeah, uh, and, uh, and the threat. There's been times when um, Jess has not been pumped about the podcast, and I have been. And Thank there's God been times there's when I'm not, yes. I'm not pumped about the podcast, and Jess is like, come on, we're doing it. We got stuff to do. We got these people coming in. So more often than not, both of us are feeling good about the podcast. But there's been times, especially with COVID and all kinds of crap going yeah. on, it's like, you know, we could take some time off. And, and Jess is like, no, we're going to friggin' work through this, all this crap. Back in another life, uh, I, I was into um, 
weight training and stuff. And oh, that was a way long time ago. Long time ago. And <laughs> Maybe it'll be this year since yeah. you're doing the median weight now. But I had a buddy of mine, and we went together. And it was the same way that I didn't feel like it, and I'd call him up and go, oh, I don't want to feel like it. Come on, come on, I'm picking you up. That's it. And we went. And then at other times, I'd end up being there for yeah. him. And it ended up working out because one of us was on track at that moment to bring the other person in. And that's a great other example. We just started going back. The only way the gym works is if you're consistent about yeah. the gym. It's not even necessarily about weight loss, but moving your body, like getting your muscles toned up. These are things for good overall health. So consider that as you go into the new year. Not only... Be conscious of who your circle, who's in your circle and who your circle includes and what it entails. But then also, how consistent are you? What do you care about being consistent at? I'm consistent about showing up in my marriage as a dog mom, as a friend, as a business owner. Like, I have a few things as a podcaster, but I'm not going to be as consistent about every role I have in my life. Like, those are things that mean more to me. So you need to pick and choose because we can't be everything everywhere every day of 2022. The dog wants you to be consistent, right? Mm -hmm. He wants to eat, go out at the same time, do all this consistency, and you get into consistency uh, again, me and Chrissy was talking about consistency this morning of it. You start doing it, it's, it's a better life to be yes. consistent. I, and I'm the most, I, what I call the most boring guy in the world, but I consistently do everything the same each day. And look how happy he is. Yeah. It's <laughs> this easier. isn't just a jolly face for the show. This is Dave Garofalo at his core. And, and I wear the same thing every day. We have a two guys uniform that we wear, and I have lots of them, and lots of the same shoes and lots of everything. There's nothing to think about. Yeah. I get up, and here's what I'm going to wear. I don't even have to think about that unless I have to go to somebody's wedding or something, and it becomes a whole thing. But <laughs> short of that, it's the same thing all the time, and yeah. consistency has been my life yeah. of that. Of And in business-wise, and certainly in dog training, you, you can't tell the dog it's okay right now mm-hmm. not to jump on that person. And then it's, it's a consistently problem. consistently yeah. be this. Yeah. And it's the same with my staff and uh, even, you know, even my customers. Yeah. I'm consistently there for them. We open every single day except for Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year, and it's the snowstorm. Hey, what are you going to do today? We're consistent. Yeah. We're going to be here. I know the business is going to be horrible. Even that, even that, I want to mention that with you because we did the 2020 year with Dave, the New Year's episode, and then the pandemic hit. And even though Dave's store wasn't open to the public, every single day he was on Facebook Live. I kid you not. Yeah. Like there was nothing more fun than us to wake up and be like, it's 10 a.m. Dave's in the store. What's he going to do? And he's got a wheel and like yeah. shit's going wrong. <laughs> but he was consistent. He showed up every day. Yeah. You know what I mean? standing out on the sidewalk. Right. You'll drive up. I'll put the cigars right in your car. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to get out. Uh, but that's a business owner. And, that, and he was the person doing that, right? You're not calling your employees and be like, get in there, strum up business during the middle of a pandemic. Like you were the one doing it. So showing up is important. Consistency is important. And just knowing what you want. Like Dave's saying, like he has his business. He has his cigar business. He has his podcast. He has his family. There are only so many things Dave can be there for. And he gives himself his all to those things. But you're not trying to start another business at your age. You're not getting into something new. You're not getting distracted by shiny objects. Well, right. Staying that's, on course. That's a thing with people, right? That, shiny objects? Yeah. Yeah. I see that often. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, with me, I need to be very conscious of who I interact with. Jess is talking about having a circle of people that are positive yeah. and promoting you. I come from the foundation of hanging out, and this is at teenage years and as a young person, hanging out with people that were not adding to my life, but yeah. were negative. We were drinking, partying, bad-mouthing everybody else and all that crap. And I still have some some people that I associate with that and relatives that are negative. Yeah. And I get together and talk to them, and they're just talking about, did you see the news? Did you see this? 
oh, that guy did that, this happened. And I can get sucked right into that, yeah. all that negative Well, crap. you can't pick your relatives. You can pick your friends. But no, but I can pick relatives. who I talk to on yeah. a daily basis. Right. You and know? you can and pick what you careful. listen to. And that is something that people don't realize, but that's included in your circle too. If you are listening to the same podcast or the same news stations or the same influencers or whatever else, be conscious that they're... What they're aligning with aligns with what you want. You know what I mean? Because I see that even with you sometimes, well, Scott. Quick, I'll get going plug. on an audiobook and it quick gets, plug it gets for all my, off. My latest audiobook oh. is Jim Quick <laughs> is the author, and the book is called Limitless. Mm. And it's about learning how to learn and, I, and all these examples and just expanding your mind, yeah. always expanding everything. And it's a good book. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. But do something new this year, guys. Makes Step me out realize of your comfort how pathetic zone. I am. Oh, I listen to this up. book. I'm like, holy crap! Is that the one that talks about how bad social media is? Yes, yeah, I love that one. I love hearing that one go. <laughs> That's my favorite. But no, and this is a great example with you too. You tried a cigar for the first time two years ago. You tried something new, and it worked out for the good. Like sometimes stepping out of your comfort zone could be a little bit scary, but do something new this year. Show up consistently, consistently know your circle. And I'm going to have to get off the air because I'm getting almost to the point where I can't even talk. I'm getting so buzzed with this. <laughs> I never, I have about a, a hit of Scott or a puff of Scott's every now and then. I haven't had a full cigar probably for two years. Woo! We're going to have to stay here for a bit. All right, Dave, thanks so much for coming on and the beautiful bottle of champagne. Thank I thought you were going to pop lovely. that thing. And oh. honored and blessed to be in your circle. Thank well, you thank so much. Well, thank you. And we're happy to podcast here at Studio 21. It's been a great experience for us. The Corky Dog will be here. One of 52. That's what we talked about walking in. This is our first of 52 episodes in 2022. Thank you guys for joining us, and we're looking forward to a great year. Have a happy new year, everybody. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.